Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio. Today, we're excited to welcome back Lisa Evans. She's been on our show through the International Food, Wine, Travel Writer Association shows that we do, talking about Mississippi, coastal Mississippi in specific. Uh, Lisa is a freelance travel journalist. She's a photographer, and she's an author. Uh, she's been on our show talking about her book, which she has out through Readly Press, and I encourage you to go get it. It's called 100 Things to Do in Coastal Mississippi Before You Die. And I know that there's more than 100 things, right, Lisa? Welcome back. <laughs> yeah, thank you. It's good to be back. Yeah. So, I mean, putting that book together, I remember when you first came on the show, you were in the middle of writing it and it's going like, it's the editing out of things that was kind of the hardest thing, right? Yeah, it was, it was, it was very interesting because although I live on the coast, I hadn't done, I mean, I had done some of them, but I hadn't done all the things that are in my book. So it was really an experience going out and seeing and actually doing what, you know, other locals or tourists or whomever do. It was, it was really fun. It was, you know, it was time consuming, obviously, to, to experience the things and to write about them. And even though, you know, each page is, you know, just one short page on each item, but it was really cool going, getting to go to all and experience what the coast has to offer. Yeah. Now you, it's a beautiful area. One thing I know we've touched on before is, um, you love history and you also love music. I and do. so is that part of why you live in coastal Mississippi too? It's not just the awesome weather. It's, it's that. It is. I mean, the weather is a big part of it. I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, although this <laughs> summer has been very, very warm, although it's been yeah. warm everywhere, but yeah, there's, there's um, a lot of history here, you know, and, and a lot of it obviously is civil war history. It, it was part of the Confederate States. Um, but you know, right down the road from where I live is the, um, the Beauvoir uh, Presidential Library. So that's obviously dedicated to the Confederacy and, and things of that. So that's literally probably five minutes from where I, I live. Um, just all different kinds of history. And a lot of it I didn't know until I moved here. And then, of course, the music is, you know, Mississippi Blues. I mean, that's, that is what it is. And it, we have the Mississippi Blues Trail, which again, I mentioned in my book, and I've been to several of the markers, not only here on coastal Mississippi, but in Natchez and, and, uh, Clark's, uh, up in Clarksdale and, and, um, Memphis. And it's just, it's just really interesting to, um, visit the places and just hear the stories. Yeah. You know, I was thinking this morning before we started recording, I was like, well, I wonder if she's going to do a hundred uh, Mississippi blues sites you need to experience <laughs> before you die. I'm just uh, saying. No, I know. I, I, that has a couple, a couple other, <laughs> couple other ideas have come up, but you know, the, but the trail is just really because not every, uh, trail marker is an actual physical, I mean, it's not a building or, you know, there's just places like the crossroads up in, um, you know, that's, that obviously has the crossroads that everybody has seen, but down here on the coast, it's basically, we have a uh, hundred man hall, which is a really cool place to go, but there's just like, there's an old radio station, just different spots that had a significant influence and, you know, that influenced heavily the, the blues, the blues movement. 
That's exciting to me. You know, like I want to come back to Mississippi as soon as the first time you're on the show. I'm like, God, I got to go back and hang out there. So I know you're going to be on a lot. You know, we've got our new programming coming up through the last uh, part of this of 2023 and into 2024. And we're going to be doing a lot of road trip radio shows, musical road trip shows, panel discussions on destinations and, um, we're going to have to put one together for you just on Canada because I was like, she went, she ventured out of Mississippi. You know, I, I know did. you're from, you know, back East, but um, you went to uh, Canada and uh, it, I was following you on social media. And by the way, ev- everyone just uh, for them to know, uh, we've got Lisa's website link in the show notes, but you can go to writerlisa.com, a very good name there. And uh, she's also at my gypsy travel on social media and 100 things coastal MS. Um, but following you on Instagram and Facebook, I'm like, dude, she's having a really good time in Canada. It was, it was wonderful. Um, like I said, I, I've been to, you know, like many people have, I've been to Canada, I've been to Toronto, I've been to Niagara Falls and, but it's been many years and, and things like that. But this trip, um, I went to St. John, which is right on the Bay of Fundy and the, the encompassing area. There's, there's tons of little village, you know, little cities all along and, the the outdoor the the nature the scenery is just fabulous it's like mm-hmm. stunning <laughs> i mean i live in coastal mississippi so i you know we we look at the tides when high tides when low when's low tide you know just as a casual thing i've never been to a place that literally their lives basically revolve around the tides because they have two high tides and two low tides every day so i went to an island that you can only get to and you can only stand for a certain number of hours because you have to literally drive across the floor of the of the ocean of uh, the bay to get there and then you have to get off in time because the other hours you can't get there or off so it oh. was it was so cool um i mm-hmm. i kayaked to a an island that's literally i could see from my hotel room in in St. John but i was able to kayak there and it's an uninhabited island but it was the um they used to keep um uh, and, and immunity. It was like kind of an Ellis Island kind of thing. That's where they would p- take you. Um, I met with a First Nation storyteller. It was just so cool. Oh my gosh. I mean, yeah. this, I, I love that because I know you, you love history. So that's part of your writing. And then also the outdoors and nature. So, oh, yes. you know, we're all, we're all connected here. If you've got blues <laughs> and nature and history, like, what, what more do you want? Right. Wine. I want wine. Um, <laughs> and bushwhackers. The last time you were on yeah, the show, we, we talked about bushwhackers. About bushwhackers. We did. <laughs> No, I couldn't stand up after that. Yeah, but- <laughs> they're deadly. They're de- they're they're they're, they're powerful and fun. But yeah, I mean, when when you travel, I mean, getting into travel writing, what was it for you? Was it like, hey, going to experience the sites, like the history? Like, what for you is the first thing that that attracts uh, you to a destination? Well, you know what? And I remember in high school having I really enjoyed you know creative writing and all that. But of course, uh, you know I think I've told you this before. Life gets in the way. You have you get married, mm-hmm. you have kids, you do all this kind of stuff. Well, my kids are all grown now, and I just you know I just started writing. You know, I took a couple of courses, and I was like, you know what, this could be cool. It actually started out as my retirement plan. Um, I figured it would be my side gig for a while, and it'll be my retirement plan. Um, I love to obviously travel, go learn new things, see, you know, and, and of course, history has always been, I've always been interested in history. So, you know, they always say, find what you like and do it. So that's kind of how it all evolved. 
And I, when I was, you know, I wrote article about where I came from in New York. So I have mm-hmm. a couple of articles about upstate New York or central New York. I shouldn't call it upstate because people in New York City think y- Yonkers is upstate, <laughs> but, um, you know, central New York. So I have a couple articles about the history in central New York and, you know, just beautiful, uh, a mountain, um, in Old Forge. And that's, those are my early ones. And then it kind of just evolved there. Then of course COVID hit. So pretty much, um, I wrote about my local. That's how I got into really digging deep into the coastal Mississippi, um, area because obviously you couldn't yeah. really travel anywhere. And, and, you know, we still wanted to get outside and outside was always safe. So, you know, that's how we started, you know, going different places in coastal Mississippi and learning. And then from that, the book evolved and other articles evolved. And, you know, it's, you know, it's, um, it's just fun. It's, it's fun learning place going and seeing new things, meeting new people, writing about them. So maybe sometime down the road, you know, somebody will want to go there too. It's like Canada's, when I went to Canada recently, it was the perfect thing. I, I'm not a science geek, not a, not a, um, I was never big on science. One of the big things in St. John is the Stonehammer Geopark. And I was like, okay, what's that? Well, I'll tell you what. I saw, I saw fossils that were literally a billion years old. I, there wow. was the, the ver- reversing falls, which is literally the river overflows the Bundy or the Bay of Fundy. And it's, it's just beautiful. There's a place in, um, in there where there are literal verified rocks from three continents back to when um Pangea when it was a supercontinent it was just and so, so I never you got, so you, much, you, you I never had so much fun learning about science and geology it was great <laughs> but isn't that it it's like you know we get to like even with music right we get into mm-hmm. this habit of loving certain songs and then we play them to death you know yep exactly um, and and then it's like oh you you have to open your mind a bit to get because you want the new music but there's that you have to cross over. Like for us, we're completely always in somewhere different. And now that's become a comfort zone. So it's kind of like to sit, you, you know what I mean? So now, like if someone said, okay, you're going to sit put in one place for a year, I'd be like, what? Yeah. I don't know how. I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how to do that. It's like, well, that's how I kind of got introduced, you know, into blues music, you know, exploring down here in coast Mississippi, the, the ties to the um, blues trail. And then you start, you know, you start listening to it. And then I, Clarksdale is several hour drive mm-hmm. from where I live. So basically that's that you got you into the mood and you listen to the blues. Now I think the only thing on my serious radio, um, other, you know, other than my occasional eighties music is a, the blues station, the BB King blues station. And that's pretty much what's on serious radio in my vehicle. <laughs> it's uh, just- you see, but that, but that's it. I mean, you go down rabbit holes. I, I mean, sometimes Nance and I should just call Big Blend. We want to say just be big rabbit hole radio <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, because it's you, you get stuck into things and you get excited. And then it's like and then just as you're like, OK, man, I'm going full steam on one. of You, you can't just be one thing because no, everything to, is connected. You have and when explore. you travel. Yeah, you explore, you you open your mind to things and you want everyone like, don't you want to start beating pots and pans like you've got to come here and see what yes. I just saw yeah you know? I, I actually I do because I I mean I literally I have so many story ideas in my head of from the things that I that I saw that I you know never even knew about or thought about or and it's just it's that's that's one of the benefits of of being able to travel and then being able to write about it and hopefully somebody reads it and wants to go there too <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the point what we want that's, That's the whole the point. point is to get someone there, you know, and it's exciting when you see people do go 
and that they are having a, you know, a similar mm-hmm. excite, exciting experience of like, Oh wow, do you check this out? You know, mm-hmm. it's like when you're in a hotel or a bed and breakfast and you have that meeting time with the other guests. Um, and everybody starts sharing what they have been seeing and doing in the region. It's like, Oh, you didn't see this. Well, you got to see that. And it's so cool to hear those conversations going, be part of those conversations, but to hear the excitement of people exploring and, you know, finding out new things. And it's, there's a, there's a different level of, of education. You know, there's this, there is. You, you hear people being excited about learning. When I was in school, I didn't think I was going to be that excited I, about learning. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I remember going to like cities like Memphis and Nashville on, on my, you know, Blues Trail little thing. And you only have a set number of days, whatever that set number is. And every place you go, oh, have you gone here yet? No, I haven't. And you, you just, you don't find the time for it because you have a set set schedule for what you want to accomplish in those four five six whatever days number of days it is mm-hmm. but then you make a list of all the things you have to go back and see because i can't tell you we go to a restaurant and somebody say oh have you seen this no where is that and you'd hear about it and you're like oh man why did i go see that but you know you just have you to find the time i i you know that's when you wish you were independently wealthy and could just, you know, go anywhere and do anything whenever the mood hit you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's true. I mean, that's what I will, uh, you understand why we're on the road full time. Exactly. But we, and we keep saying, people are like, well, haven't you been there before? I'm like, but we've never, that was, I was talking that to some friends the other day. I said, you know, every time, even if we like right now we're in Asheville when we're recording this, right. Mm-hmm. And we keep coming to Asheville, but every single time we come, it's a different season. There's a different road. There's a different park to experience, you know, and mm-hmm. you're also learning about a region. You start to understand the the birds. You start to understand the plant life, which is different than, you know, if we were back in Arizona. So mm-hmm. it's to me, there's this never ending excitement of, new stuff and then you have to write about it and you're like oh but now i want to include this and i didn't that's the hard thing right when you run out of when when you run out of your number your set number of words you're like oh but i forgot to so then you have to go back and or you have to write another one about it yeah or you haven't you haven't done all of it like you want to do like you want to do the hundred things in one place you know but uh, going in and there's the word yet do you use that a lot? Like the word, yeah, haven't I gone have there a, yet. <laughs> there, ha, there's a lot. Of, there's a number. The more I travel, the more places I find I want to go visit more. Um, you know, I'm I'm going to go to uh, Saint Augustine um, in Florida in a few weeks, and of awesome. course, that's the old. You know, talk about history. Saint Augustine's got it. So the city um, in the state, and, yeah, and, the country. And, and music. I mean, I'm going to mm-hmm. go to a festival there while I'm there. So you know, I'll get to experience some Ooh. of that too. So it'll that'll be really because again, I've never I've been to Florida, many cities in Florida, never been to Saint Augustine. So it'll be really cool. Just I heard history. there's ghosts. There's ghosts and I'm going on a ghost tour. You are? Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. So, you know, we're going to have to do a Halloween special now. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to think there. I'm staying in a historical B&B. We're doing music. We're doing some of the historical sites. There's a music festival and I'm only there for. I want to say four or five days. So it's, you know, and that's, so I'm sure that that's going to be another one. Oh, but you got to go see this. And I'm like, Oh, I don't have time this, this trip. So yeah, that's, you know, that's but a ghost tour, a kayak tour, walking tours. Mm. I mean, I got all kinds of stuff. Uh, oh, we're doing, a, I'm doing a food tour. So I got everything. <laughs> well, you know, I love that you're putting kayaking in there. So uh-huh. have, we, love, yes. have you always been ki- kayaking? 
Not actually, no. Um, it's probably only been within, well, it's literally only been since I've been on the coast. So it's been within the last 10, 11 years, but you know, I just know I never got into it until I moved to the coast and there's so much, obviously coastal Mississippi is, it's the coast and it has all the bayous and everything. And, and I remember the first time going, I was like, wow, have, why haven't I done this before? And, and, in and, right. and um, when I was in Canada, we did two, I did two kayak trips, one of them over to a rock in the, in the river where you see the fossils that are a billion years old. And then the other one was the kayaking to Partridge Island. So, you know, it's, and, you know, we're doing a, uh, like I said, a kayak trip in Florida. And I think I'm actually scheduled on a research v- v- um, boat tour and an eco tour too. So it, yeah, we, I got a lot packed into those few days. Well, this is a really sad life you're leading. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but, and, you know, but I, we said. Do... I wish I was independently wealthy so I could do it all the time. I know. I know. But would you still write too? Because I feel it's really hard to travel without it being part of the documenting experience of getting you know what I mean I don't know if I could travel and not do anything with what I'm experiencing oh, I agree with you. yeah when when because because you get so excited I mean I'm not going to say that there's not places that I've been to and went eh, whatever yeah, yeah but, sure. um but for the majority of it it's always been oh my god I want people other people to come here and see this and see this and that that t- is where the ties into the writing yeah, exactly. Because you, no matter what, you want everyone in, and I, social media helps with that because yes. you, you like, it's like instant, like, check this out, man. And then all of a sudden, if you leave it for a day, you're sitting there going, how many pictures can I really put up? Oh my, I, I can't even tell you how many pictures I have from Canada. It's like, okay, people are going to get really tired of, I mean, I have so many. I, that's, that's one of the things when I travel, I have a problem with. I take like so many pictures. It, it's not a problem, but you know, it just, I, and I come back and I'm like, wow, did I really take that many pictures well i had to get past like definitely the pictures and i use that as my actual research because sometimes you get the signs you know that if there's one sign or a plaque that explains things you know that's going to be accurate than something on you know some site online the online stuff is iffy so when you're there you need to get what you can because you know whoever made that sign you know historians had to all put their purple stamp on it Mm -hmm. so you know whatever may was maybe wrong has been kind of duked out already but online all kinds of crazy stuff can happen you can't really do to, you, right. You've got to be really careful, especially with history. Yeah. And everybody and, and argues, you know, so it's it's hard. One of the good things about the Mississippi Blues Trail is they have markers. And, I mean, they actually have a, a an app that you can have on your phone. So when you get a marker, you can check in. But it tells you everything about who that's about mm-hmm. and what. And obviously, like you just said, it it is obviously historically, historically correct. It has to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it's but, awesome. Yeah, every every marker has a story, front and back pictures. It's it's really cool. Man, I know. Now I'm I'm now I'm itchy feet. Like it's time to go back to Mississippi. <laughs> every time you come on a show, I'm all like, I gotta go back. I gotta go back. Yeah, it, so, I mean, okay. it literally starts on the coast, goes all the way up through you know the Delta into Memphis and the Natchez, and and obviously there's there's places that might not be on the. Um, Blues Trail, i.e. Tupelo, where Elvis was born. But they have a little thing that, you know, Elvis was born here and and kind of thing because, you know, he was a big influence on the blues. So, you know, it's things like that that really, that are really interesting. So, you know, there's Tupelo honey and that's a real deal. Like the Tupelo honey, like when you can smell it, like I've been in a bayou where you can smell it from the trees. And I was like, what is that smell? It smells like honey. Then I like, I don't know if I heard it on a, 
podcast or something, but something was like, no, this, this is the actual Tupelo honey smell and you only get it like at a specific time of the year in a specific kind of region. And well, that's it's, awesome. It's kind of if you stop and think about it and this, I, you know, talked about when we were going up the blues trail into like Clarksdale and um, the drive through was basically like agriculture, but stop and think mm-hmm. about the Mississippi river and all the ingredients and all the soil and how rich that soil is. And, you know, in different areas of the river, as you go up, um, you know, it's obviously you grow to, that's why Northern Mississippi is such a huge agricultural, you know, um, place because stop and think the soil from the Mississippi river, you know, you can't mm. get much better than that. How, how important also do you feel like what you're doing about coastal Mississippi with all the hurricane activity that's been happening everywhere and storms? I mean, Nancy and I've been through a gazillion this year and, last year too. And there's wildfires. I mean, we're going through a lot of that stuff, but Mississippi's been through a ton. Um, It's important to keep people understanding, you know, what's open Mm -hmm. um, to not drop it off the radar, not, and also not to be scared to go to places. Well, that too, you know know what, no matter where you are, um, mother nature is going to get you from, from, from somehow, you know, up in the Northeast where I was lived and was born, it's snow and cold, you know, every year, you know, you're going to get snow and cold and ice and freezing temps down here. It's going to be beastly hot. And you know what? You're in the path of, of hurricanes go to the Midwest or in tornado alley, (laughs) you know, out West, you've got, you know, the, Monsoon, the fires and, and earthquakes yep. and things like that. So no matter where you go, there's going to be something. It's just a matter of, of how prepared you are. And, you know, and, and the way I look at it is we just celebrated, um, recently the, I think it's the 18th anniversary of Hurricane Katrina, which mm. devastated coastal Mississippi. I mean, it like devastated it, but the resurgence and the rebuilding now, you know, it, it may, it forced people to change laws. Now there's certain laws where you have to have a certain type of structure and, and it just, you know, while the devastation is horrible, it makes you stop and go, Hey, wait, well, maybe we need to do this, 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 and this. And, you know, it, it brought about the storm, you know, back then, I think 18 years ago, I don't think anybody, you know, storm surge, they thought wind and rain. Nobody thought about storm surge. Well, guess what? The storm surge that came in from Katrina, you know, blew away. I think it was 20, 30 feet. It was humongous. So that devastated in its own right, everything. So now they have surge surge warnings to to tell people, you know what, if you're in low-lying areas, hello, you might want to move. Yeah. Um, but it's anywhere you live, it, you're going to have something. It's just you got to pick your poison and decide what you want to do and and what else is in the area that interests and, you. And now we have smart technology, smartphones and apps that mm-hmm. tell you things. And you still need to use your judgment because even we were just in some tornado weathers and all kinds of crazy storms. Mm-hmm. I mean, I almost got zapped by lightning, which was pretty funny. But um, I mean, it, it wasn't, but it, but it, it was, it was. You don't you know. mess with mother nature. No, you don't, but you stay aware and um, you need to use common sense and not always just rely on what the weather may tell you either. Because if you feel like the, if the weather is doing something different than what they're saying, it's right. doing something, you need to go with that. Um, so I just feel like, you know, be aware of where you're going, know what they, be aware and always travel with water and wine. <laughs> 
<laughs> have the one. Well, that's you know hurricane parties, but um, yeah, exactly. But but I love the way you said you know, we celebra- celebrated hurricane the 18th anniversary of Hurricane Katrina, where other people go, oh, we observed it, and it's you know, and it is it is devastating. People did lose lives, and and animals lost lives, and and it did yes. do devastation. But we learn from these things, and I think the biggest lesson of nature is to work with her instead of against her. And I'm seeing a better, I think we're getting better, not maybe quick enough, but we are getting better, I think. And, yeah, and, and understanding. And like I said, you, as you said, you have to be aware, you have to know. Um, but now if you look at coastal Mississippi, if, if somebody was here 25 years ago versus the landscape now, there's going there's a remarkable difference. Um, but you know, it brought in a lot of, you know, we have, I think it's 12 casinos here on the coast. Um, casinos are a for-profit business. So, so, and most of them, their parent companies are in Vegas. So some number cruncher in Vegas is going, you know, Hey, it's worth it to go down there. So, you know, now is everybody going to take a hit now and then because of the weather? Sure they are. But so are they in California or Vegas or Florida or where, wherever the case may be. So, I mean, we have so much new development and so many new things. I remember before I moved to coastal Mississippi, I'd visited several times and there wasn't much for families. It was more of an adult kind of playground. Mm -hmm. Now there are so many things for kids to do. So it's more family friendly. When you vacation, you can bring your family. It's not just, Hey, let me grab my husband and let's go play for a few days. You can bring your family because there's things for them to do. Um, Mm -hmm. 25 years ago, there was, there was stuff, but it was very limited. Now we have all kinds of things for the family. So it's it's evolved to become a much more family-friendly place. Now, casinos are still here evident. And if you're a couple and want to come play, great, no problem. But families can also come in and join. You the, can split you know, up, too. Yes. That's where yeah. for multi-generational travel, too. Yes. And that's what we're seeing. That and, and travelers do want an authentic experience, no matter right. the age. It really isn't just boomers want this and the young people right. want that. Actually, everybody seems to want a genuine experience. And, and I believe you know, I heard on the news recently that 2023 is the largest um, travel year like for like years and years as far as the number of people traveling. Yeah, after COVID, everybody's like, let's get out. And it's different. It's, uh, for those who are in the industry, like, you know, running a bed and breakfast or a restaurant, yeah. hotels, that kind of thing. It's like people are doing last minute bookings. Some are, you know, midweek is busier sometimes right. than compared to a, a, a weekend. It's, it's a very, it's all over the place, but yes. the most important thing is it's happening. Right. People are, <laughs> That's people the most are going and doing different things. So, you know, and they're oh. bringing the kids and they're bringing grandma and grandpa. And, you know, they're realizing that because your family, like my family is scattered all over the United States. So it, it's nice that every year or so we can get everybody together, perhaps in one spot. And that's, you know, obviously you going from grandkids to new, you know, you know, toddlers and, and multi-generational is a big thing. I mean, we did it last year in the mountains of Tennessee and um it was really, it was really cool. You know, everybody, we, we were all together like in the evenings for dinner, but during the day we all split up, went different things and did, you know, every now and then, you know, we went to Dollywood as a group, which was really pretty cool. Dollywood's, Dollywood's a really good place to go if anybody's looking for an amusement park. It's not just for kids. It's really cool. Um, but you know, that we did that as a family activity, but on other days, one group went here and another group went there. And some of us just stayed at the, stayed at the cabin. So it was, you know, that's, I think what more people are doing. That's awesome though. Yeah. Everybody wants to reconnect, you know, Mm -hmm. 
friends and family. So, so okay, what's on your bucket list for the next five years to go to? Is destination uh, the UK, England, Ireland, Scotland, and Wales is a biggie. Um, that is, that's my goal. I'm, I'm doing my best to get there in 2024. We'll see what happens. Um, Italy, I want, I want to go to Italy. I'd love to go to Greece. As far as the U.S., um, I'd like to go to the West Coast. That's one, I mean, I've been a lot of places in the Midwest and the East Coast, but I haven't been to a lot of places on the West Coast. Okay. Um, you know, I always used to say no to Alaska, no to Alaska, no to Alaska, but I see so many beautiful pictures oh. and hear so many stories. So, you know, who knows that, that could be, but I think if I ever went to Alaska, it would be on a cruise. Cause I think I hear that's the best way to go. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm still kind of wanting to drive in. Like that's kind of, that's a that big would be adventure. A road, that would be an epic road trip. I think. Epic. I think it would be like the whole Trans-Canadian Highway would yeah. be like a cool yeah, trip, that would, right? You know, you could start, I mean, and I, and I do like, there's some places in Central America, like I'd love to see, I'd love to go to Belize. Belize. Ooh. I think that was beautiful. Um, Dominican Republic, I've heard is gorgeous, you know, even somewhere as close as the Bahamas. I've never been to the Bahamas. So, you know, I mean, there's so many places. <laughs> the Bahamas, the Bahamas are fun. We almost didn't get back on our cruise ship on time because they kept giving us <laughs> Bahama Mamas and there was this really good band and, and we're like, ah, the ship can go. Then we're like, oh, wait, we really don't have a <laughs> yeah, way home. We really, we get we on really the ship. need to go. <laughs> <laughs> we need to go. We barely made it on board. Like really. And then, of course, we thought that was funny. So, you know, anyway, it's all good stuff. It's always fun to chat with you, Lisa. We're excited for uh, the next year of conversations with you. And everyone, writerlisa.com is a website to keep up with Lisa's adventures and on social media at My Gypsy Travel and also at 100 Things Coastal MS. And don't forget, her book is 100 Things to Do in Coastal Mississippi Before You Die. And that is through Reedy Press. And it's awesome. You've got to go get it. And we're going to be talking with Lisa and, and many more of the, all these new panel chats and parties because we like to have a good discussion, as you all know, here on Big Blend Radio. And we love to party. So, you know, there it is. So everyone keep up with us at BigBlendRadio.com. Thank you for listening. Thank, Thank you, you, Lisa. No problem. 